This is Monday, February 7th, and we're starting our last week, week six, of our study we've called The Question. Now, in the 1950s, one of the most popular game shows was called 21. It was hosted by Jack Barry. Here's how the game worked. Two contestants, typically a returning champion and a challenger, each entered separate isolation booths and donned pairs of earphones. Starting with the challenger each taking their turn, a category was chosen and the challenger had the ability to choose how many points would be at stake. Then he or she would answer the first question, but the other contestant would not hear what was going on in their isolation booth. They couldn't hear. Then the champion would receive the same question and have a chance to answer and gain the gain the same number of points. During the next round, well, the positions would be switched. The champion would go first and the challenger second. The first contestant to reach 21 points won the game. Getting an answer wrong would cause the points to be subtracted from your score. Now here's when this show really began to take off. A contestant named Charles Van Doren came on the show, and it seemed he couldn't lose. Before his run was over, he racked up more than $128,000 in earnings. That's over $1.2 million today. As Van Doren's earnings and success grew, so did the game audience and the game ratings, making the show all the rage at the time. But here's the thing. The audience had no idea that Van Doren was being supplied with the questions and answers even before the show aired. It was all a setup to grow ratings and make more money from their sponsors. Now, as we get to this part of the book of Ecclesiastes, our teacher wants us to know that he hasn't taken any shortcuts. Here's our text. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 9 to 10. Not only was the teacher wise, but he also imparted knowledge to the people. He pondered and searched out and set in order many proverbs. The teacher searched to find just the right words, and what he wrote was upright and true. Now this is an endorsement for his work, and what he's telling us is that he didn't search lightly, and he hasn't compiled the book haphazardly. It's important that he gets it right. He wants us to trust his work. And as we read his book, we might wonder the same thing. Have we taken shortcuts on the road to faith and set aside the questions that are before us? I know it's tempting to rush toward the answers we seek rather than taking up the questions honestly and really working to find the answers. In psychology, this is called experimenter or researcher bias. The term means any systematic errors in the research process or implementation of results that are attributable to a researcher's behavior, preconceived beliefs, expectancies, or desires about results. In other words, we often find the results we went looking for to begin with because we started with a bias. We cannot be counted on truly being truly objective in our search for truth. But when this bias happens, how can we have any confidence in the answers we've found? How can we trust the discoveries we've made? 
Yes, this is the danger in being supplied with the answers, like Van Doren was, before we have processed the questions. Now, our teacher could jump to the conclusion he wants to find, rather than finding what is really there. Now, some people who are not in the faith make this claim of Christians. They say that we skate past the difficult questions. We've avoided facing the hard truths of the challenges to faith. So it's important that we pursue and we seek. And that's what we've been doing in this study. Now, along the way, our teacher has taught us many things and explained what we felt but perhaps didn't know how to put into words. In the process, he's gathered and passed along many proverbs. He's learned much about the longings of our hearts, the frustrations and fears we live with every day. And as a result, we know we're not alone. He feels the same futility that we do and have a hard time admitting. He knows our frame because it is his own. And so he's not offering us easy or quick answers because he knows they wouldn't be helpful. They would not reflect the difficulty of our situation. Why is our situation difficult, you wonder? We've been cut off from God, an ultimate meaning. Yet our longings are the same as those of Adam and Eve. We desire fellowship with God, but we feel estranged and orphaned. We desire eternal life, but we know we're stuck in time. And it is this discomfort that causes us to squirm as we follow along with our teacher. Our teacher feels this too, but as we've learned, he doesn't take shortcuts. What we are doing, or going to see this week, is that he does not arrive at the full answer to his questions. Our world doesn't give us enough revelation on its own part, self apart from Scripture and apart from Jesus, for us to have a clear vision of the meaning and purpose. We have used the term trail of breadcrumbs through our study to describe the hints and pointers to truth that we see in our world. But without revelation from God, that is all we have. Yes, we can learn much from the creation and life in our world, but we cannot come to know God on our own. God must reveal himself to us. Now, of course, we know more than our teacher because Jesus has come revealing God and making known the path of life. Here's the book of Hebrews describing how this has happened. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. And after he provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. It's Hebrews 1, verse 1 to 3. Before we only had the word of the prophets, men and women sent by God to give us a glimpse of the truth. That's like our writer of the book of Ecclesiastes. But now God has come in person. Jesus has revealed the Father and opened the way to him. Today, We can have this confidence as we look at life under the sun. Let's pray. Lord God, you tell us not to run from our questions, because our questions and even our doubts can lead us to you. Give us confidence of all that you have shown us through Jesus. 
Give us humble hearts, we ask, to receive and rest in your truth, for we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.